Hmm. I've done this enough times that I have to tell people what on three means. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, right. Now it's cool. <laughs> all right. So one, two, three. Sweet. And then sure. same on your end. So you count to three and on. Yeah. All right. One, two, three. All right, cool. Sweet. Um, right. Let's get it. Yeah. Uh, oh, also in the intro, I'm going to go across from me is, and then you're going to say your name. Sometimes okay, cool. I forget to tell people that, and so it's like I have to say, no, say your name. All right, so, <laughs> all right no, it's all good. Yeah. It's all, all good. Right. Hello, and again, welcome to Bit Depth. I'm Santiago Ramones. Across from me is... Ah, you already know when the high go. It's Kareem Remo Marat Tyson. Definitely glad to be here. What's good, man? It's great. Uh, all things considered, you know. Uh, <laughs> right. So first things first, obviously, who are you and what do you do? Um, pretty much uh, television producer, content creator, media personality. Um, hobby on the side is gaming, but I've played in a couple of gaming tournaments. Um, did some acting, and so I'm trying. To, I'm actually planning to return to it once everything opens up. Yeah. Uh, to re- return back to acting and just a creative that likes to inspire the youth. Sweet. Um, all right. Well, which of these things did you start on? And then which of these things do you feel is your main passion in all of this? Ooh, that's a dope. I know that's, that's a tough one. It's <laughs> a definitely dope question, man. Um, I started out, well, yeah, I'm showing my age too. So 14 years ago in 2006, um, I started in uh, acting and modeling. So um I've, it was like the acting was background acting you know extras um sometimes i had one-liners and stuff like that um i was in probably major projects you know like law and order svu i was in nurse jackie um the dance like which is kind of, i think the biggest of the ones i did was the de- the choreography scene in um friends with benefits that movie with uh, Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I was I've been to other various shows uh, used in like independent artists' music videos, models here and there, and stuff like that. But then you know things in my career wasn't going how I wanted it to go. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They were in. Um, it was like a goal I really was reaching, and it wasn't getting there. So then I was like thinking, like just like around like. 2012 um you know I, I transitioned to media you know and from there for the last eight years it's just been a great amazing ride so far yeah um so let's start with acting then so how did what was it about acting what was it about you that you were really drawn to that oh well here's the funny thing right so um previous before that you know, I had hoop dreams, you know what I'm saying? Like the, uh, the play a professionally. Now, as far as professionally, I knew I couldn't make the league, but I knew, all right, you know what? I had enough to, to make it overseas. So I, that was my focus and, you know, goal at the time. But then, you know, a lot of my friends 
they kept telling me, yo, you, you got too much charisma. Yo, you're funny. You know, you, you know, and then, you know, ladies would tell me, you know, you should be in modeling, you should model. You know, so I didn't care for that. Like, I was a guy guy. You know what I'm saying? I didn't care about that kind of crap. You know what I'm saying? Not saying it's crap, but I'm just saying, I'm just giving you the mentality at that moment. So at a house party in Harlem <laughs> around 2006, right? This is randomly, you know, I, I'm talking with this uh, uh, young man, you know what I'm saying? Um, probably around the time, he probably was like a little bit younger. So he kind of looked like Lupe Fiasco. So, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So we're chopping it up. And he's telling me about an agency. He's like, yo, I went to this agency, you know, downtown. And, yo, I've been, I've been acting. They, they, they've been leading me to mad acting roles and all this other stuff. So I'm looking and I'm like, what agency is this? So the agency was Central Casting, which is a real, you know, it was, it was one of the most, like, known agencies for talent. You know what I'm saying? And, um... I ain't gonna lie, man. I was like, all right. You know, he told me the address where it was at. It was in, you know, downtown Manhattan. You know, uh, well, rather Midtown. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, told me about it. You know, I was like, all right. You know, went there, waited, paid a minute. Um, I think at the time the fee was like $30 or 35 Like 20 it was like 35 You know, whatever. Mm. I didn't... I didn't, I was like, whatever, you know, I wasted $30 on other dumb shit. Like, what's the worst <laughs> that could happen, right? Yeah. So I did it. They took my photo. It was like a regular photo of me. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't gonna lie. Uh, about like, probably like a month, maybe. I started, it, my first joint was in Law & Order SVU, which is crazy. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was just hyped off this shit. I was like, yo, I can't believe I'm really like, gonna fit in a scene <laughs> or, or whatever you know what i'm saying i didn't I, I honestly i yo i didn't even care the fact that i didn't get no lines i was just like oh shit i'm really like here here mm-hmm. but uh with that i'm not gonna lie i learned like tremendously a lot like you know how they split the set like for union actors versus non-union actors and just picked up on a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, um, and then whatever opportunity I had to like either speak to main talent, you know, I would speak to them. But it wasn't like, you know, on some fan shit. It was like on some like, I, right, I'm trying to get some game from you type shit. And it was even from the ones that were in SAG, you know what I'm saying? That the um the union actors. You know what I'm saying? I would talk to them tremendously, you know? So it helped me out a lot within my career. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's kind of one of the biggest things that you learned uh, talking to actors and and being involved in the set and stuff like that? What, um, what you Honestly, get? one thing for sure was maintain your consistency. You know what I'm saying? It, that was one thing they always, always was coming, come, coming to tell me. You know what I'm saying? It was always like, yo truly maintain your consistency, understand the business before you even get involved in it. You know what I'm saying? The fame is the fame, but it, it, it's always going to come regardless. You know what I'm saying? It gave just basically telling me things uh, to focus on before I cared about, you know, the main thing that mattered, like which anybody would, you know what I'm saying? Is the fame, you know, like you care about the fame before the business. So, you know, that definitely helped me out tremendously within my career. Yeah. Yeah. 
how did you transition kind of out of acting into media and video media? Yeah. Oh man. Let me tell you, man. Oh man. That, um, so before I, I I forgot to mention, you know, I was going, I was actually going through it a lot as far as like mentally and I was depressed, you know, I felt, I let, I let people down, you know, I was appeasing a lot during those times. And I'm not gonna lie. It was a couple of uh, suicidal attempts, you know, during that, during that transition, during that time. And I'm not gonna lie, man. Like, I, I just said, yo, I, you know, after I dealt with the, the, um, suicidal attempts and everything, you know what I mean? Then I was like, right, you know what? The better way to get it out, you know, as far as like talking and probably guiding. And then also too, around that time, wasn't really feeling what media was doing. You know what I'm saying? Around that time, I was eternalizing a lot with media and, you know, certain shit and and even with hip hop media there was certain things I was just like yo it's too it's too goofy to me it's just too <laughs> you know it's not realistic you know what I'm saying so you know that's when I got involved with media and um the first place I went to was a place in the Bronx called the Matrix Studios you know what I'm saying um I was a co-host on my homegirls show you know, they had a show there. I was a co-host. I was a guest co-host. And then I was guest co-host. At another, And then finally, I decided to have my own. Um, three years later, in 2015, I had my own um, TV, uh, TV show. It was called Ream TV Radio. Um, it was a rendition off of a TV show I already had called Ream TV. So it was dope. I had a, you know, I had a crazy ill run. I'm not going to lie. For like a year, I had an ill, ill run. Like people really started to notice it. And even within that year, that's when I created with the the name Remo Marac. And the reason why with that was because originally when I first came into the media game, I was going by Remo the Social Dweeb, which was kind of long and ridiculous and crazy. Yeah, it was just like one of those like fluffy, like, all right, whatever, gimmicky names. Radio <laughs> name. Know? Yeah, right. It was like one of those gimmicky names. It's like, all right, whatever, let's just until then right so mm. um bust it so there was a a press day so the press days at dsn is like you know we get big names or big figures and come and everybody of the shows interviews them and stuff like that so there was a a producer named remo the Hitmaker, right so we're both on the same panel of this like um there's a mini documentary that i did and I show my my disgusted, not disgusting him, but just the fact, like, damn, uh, there's, they're saying Remo the hitmaker, I'm saying Remo the social dream, and it, I just felt real uncomfortable. So literally, after that, like, mind you, the thing, the event ended like around like twelve one o'clock, right? But bust it. Now I'm up like <laughs> three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, trying to figure out. All right what's my new name what's it gonna be and mind you i have to go to work you know I'm, I'm, you know the daytime i'm an educator i'm a new york city educator so it's like you know i'm up writing in like what's it gonna be what's it gonna be and then i ain't gonna lie man i kept saying my name backwards you know because all right so for when remo marak the marak is my real name spelled backwards so it's kareem spelled backwards so um you know yeah Hey, right. So, yo, I just kept saying it like Marac, 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 Marac. I was like, oh, shit. Then I, then I thought about Miraculous. So, you uh-huh. know what I'm saying? So, 
But I was like, all right, yeah, no, I'm gonna stick with Remo Marac. And I, and I go front, I was messing up my own name saying it. And so, you know, um, like 2016 is when I just started really pushing out there, Remo Marac, Remo Marac, Remo Marac. He's pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And then, you know, um, there was a transition, there was another transitional period. I, I, I like I had like from 2015 to 2016, I had a real ill hot streak. You know what I'm saying? As far as an independent game, you know, um, Cats was knowing who I was because I was everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I literally forced myself to be everywhere. I went against I went against my body. I went against my health. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? To be everywhere. Just so, it, yo, damn, this, this dude, Remo Marac is here. Damn, this nigga's everywhere. Where, yo, where the hell is he? How? You know? So mm. I took even a bigger risk. And in 2016, I had left um, DSN. I mean, there was other reasons why I left, but I felt more so I had to focus on my brand tremendously. So literally, and around that time, I did have a manager at that time as well. Um, You know what I'm saying? So we was focusing more about the networking and building connections versus I creating content and all that. I just worried about connecting. So I took like a four-month hiatus. I -hmm. left in June 2016. um, And then I came back in media in around October um, 2016. You know what I'm saying? I was... um, I was with a show. Uh, I was with a show called Rich Off Life TV. You know what I'm saying? Um, show, podcast, radio show, Rich Off Life TV. You know, I was the co-host on that. And then I got my biggest gift, my biggest um, Christmas gift ever in my life, <laughs> that my show was accepted to be on cable TV. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, you know, work um, out of Manhattan Neighborhood Network, which is a public access um, network, but still was able to be on spectrum cable, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, that was just a dope experience. You know what I'm saying? You know, being at a studio, you know, regardless of that big studio, but it still was a studio, you know what I'm saying? Operating, you know, creating your content, getting it in a, on time for it to be aired and stuff like that. It was, it was, it was pretty dope, you know, and I learned a lot from that, you know what I'm saying? And it, which helped me even grow even more you know, as a videographer and a field operator, you know, which I'm um, certified in, you know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, just so far, man, with this career, man, it's just (laughs) things have been, been on a steady up and uh, on a slow, steady up and up. But as far as, you know, business wise and everything handling myself, you know, I I can never, 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 you know, forget about what I went through. Yeah. Um, The, the transition from acting into media, how is it different from like, you know, you show up on set, you, you know, your lines, you know where you're supposed to be versus right. being in media. You have to think on your feet. You have to, oh, well, what are the things that, that I don't know, kind of jumping into the deep end and you, think, you really learn. I think more so, man. Oh my God. I think it's, it's just the research. Like, Rehearsing your lines is one thing, you know what I'm saying? And even for your character, I mean, you, I mean, as the actor, you always find within, you know, what to express out of the character, you know what I'm saying? Or you study the role of the person. Like, let's say if it is like somebody you're 
reenacting in a biopic or something like that. One really studies that, but the same goes in retrospect to media. Like Mm -hmm. you're studying, okay, the subject, you're studying the story, you're studying the information, you know, before you display it out to the world, because that is key. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that is key. So for me with media, that was a, it wasn't a difficult transition, but it was just like one where I kept building on. And then also too, being the one behind the camera and, yeah. and, and shooting the media. That's another aspect, you know what I'm saying? You have to learn. And thank God at Manhattan Neighborhood Network, you know, I took the courses to learn the basics and then build off that basic. You know what I'm saying? That's what's yeah. key too. Um, I'm not going to lie, man. It's, it's not, it's, I, I know people, you know, you want to get at media. Yeah. There's certain medias that do some dumb shit <laughs> or whatever, but it is a skill set that, you know, you really have to really craft and you really have to put in the work to master. Yeah. Yeah. What made you interested in being on the other side of the camera? Oh, it was, um, I'll, t- I'll keep it a buck. Um, like I said, it was built from me taking the courses at Manhattan neighborhood network. You know what I'm saying? Um, just, you know, learning about that. It, I've, and plus too, like I said, it, you know, in my early days with acting, you know what I'm saying, on set, you know, I used to like go off from the holding area and just like look at them, the way they set scenes up mm-hmm. and the lighting, like how they put the lighting up and the boom mic. And, you know, it's just certain things, you know, why they had us do 90 degree walks in scenes. And, you know, it was certain things and that always intrigued me. And then also too, it's more so of the um, control factor, you know what I'm saying? Like just controlling, like how you create things. You know what I'm saying? Um, It's it's a thrilling thing being behind the camera and directing and filmmaking and making your your content, editing too, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I have a weird like love for editing, which is weird. You know, I know a lot of people hate editing, but I, I don't know, I got a weird love for it, so. Yeah, no, there's a lot you can say with an edit and you can really change what's being said with right. an edit. So, I mean, right. um, so then once you kind of go into your own brand, how do you separate that from what you were doing before? Kind of what makes you, you in, in this sphere, especially whenever it's so hard and especially in, in New York, whenever it's like, you know, uh, People talk about big fish, little pond. That's that's not a pond, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's an ocean. No. Um, <laughs> oh, that's oh man, you come with some great questions. Wow, I wasn't <laughs> prepared. No, I mean, <laughs> it's all good. No, no, it's all good. Hey, I'm not I'm not that one to be like, no, oh my god, I'm flustered. No. Um, how can I? The best way I can answer that. Um, I'll say this. I always stuck with my motto ever since, you know, I was going through the troubling times with the suicidal attempts and everything that um, perseverance is real, you know, um, definitely, you know, through everything I went through, I always persevered, you know, and with this, in this industry, you know, you have to persevere through the many things, you know, there's going to be a whole lot of no's, you know, there's going to be fake yeses, you know what I'm saying? There's going to be real yeses, you know, um, what else? There's there's going to be times that you're going to fight your sleep. You're going to fight your health, you know, to a degree. You're going to fight your mindset. 
You know, you gotta you gotta really like hone in on these things and really like, you know, do what you have to do with your craft and make your craft better. And, you know, and, and always focus on the business, you know what I'm saying? Of what of whatever craft you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, um, what else? Oh man. Um oof. Cause that's a, it's, it's, oh man, it's such a good question, man. Um, <laughs> you're gonna be diving. Um, also too, you wanna always maintain the love for this. You know what I'm saying? That's the key, 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 key thing. You know, truly maintain the love for this, man. Because if you don't maintain this love, you're gonna find yourself like real flustered. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna focus on the things that really don't matter. Like, oh my God, is it getting num is it getting numbers? Is it getting views? Is it getting likes? Versus, you know, really focusing and making your your craft or your product grow, your brand grow. You know, yeah. so that's the best way I could definitely answer that. Right. Yeah. And I think people can tell too whenever you're you're no longer passionate about oh, yeah. what you're doing. Oh, um yeah. so then what is uh well first i guess uh into the many things of your brand um cuts what's yeah remote uh, cuts oh, yeah yeah oh yeah that's yeah so that's my latest um vlog uh column type of uh platform so um i have a column in in floss magazine called remote cuts so the cut stands for uh, culture, urban technology, and sports. So basically, I'm speaking with figures under that acronym, mm. and you know, we, we talk about their real story, talk about their their narrative, and then also too, they you know, with my, I have a fan base that I called uh, I just started calling you know my creatives. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So they speak to my creatives and give them great, inspiring, you know words of wisdom and you know inspire them about what the what to look for when coming into this industry and with their creativity yeah yeah why uh i mean why those things why culture urban uh sports uh yeah no so pretty much what it is is um i've more so honed in to focus on the things that evolved around my brand, you know what I'm saying? That I've truly been around with, you know what I'm saying? I mean, urban, you know, I know it has like a weird quasi like <laughs> contradictive tone, but the thing is there's a lot of things that's urban. You know what I'm saying? It's not just, okay, in the hood or, or just city. There's a lot of things that's urban or that's come out of urban. You know what mm. I'm saying? That's been great. So it's me more so highlighting the greatness of it versus the undertoning, you know, negativity word of it, you know? Right. So, and also too, with the sports, you know, like I said, I'm sports fan. You see, look, I'm wearing the sports <laughs> fans hat now, you know what I'm saying? Um, And I'm into sports. And then, you know, there's also the stories of sports, you know what I'm saying? There's many things to, in, to interview off of sports and that technology with me being, you know, as you see right here, you right. know, with the whole gaming in the in the geek techno the geek life, you know what I'm saying? Not I hate saying geek life. So <laughs> like the dweeb life and stuff like that. Um I, I talk I talk the figures of that as well. And then culture wise, it's not only just hip hop culture. I aim at, you know, it's pop culture. It's, you know, the culture of the world. You know what I'm saying? That that's what I aim to do. Like the other day, the other night actually, I just spoke to somebody from UK. You know, I spoke to a UK artist. 
You know what I'm saying? So mm. it, it's different, like variables into that. You know, and I, and I, you know, and I'm gonna continue growing. It, it's a new YouTube channel, um, as well. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just gonna continue growing, growing, growing it, growing it. You know? Yeah, for real. Yes. And then, um, and then the podcast. Uh, oh, the Remo Marac. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, the Remo Marac. Um, right. Uh, it's with me and um my homie midwest yosh um there was a third person with her name was chloe but um she had to handle um personal things you know i'm not going to express that too much but um mm. yeah man now definitely um we had um unfortunately took a hiatus due to what happened with the whole covid thing um you know the studio that we were operating out of it had shut down damn so yeah. it took me a while to like all right what are we going to do? You know, I got the computer and then from there, you know, this, this podcast, Mike, I got him one as well. And then we've been, uh, ever since we've been back, we've been back, uh, May, I want to say May 20th. Hmm. We've been back. So, you know, episodes 10, hmm. episode 11 dropped, um, early this week, I think early this week or, or, or the weekend, I forgot. Um, but it's out both right. episodes out. We're about to do episode 12. We're doing that this, uh, this week coming up you know, episode 12 and love and I'm loving it. You know, Yoshi brings the pain, you know, mm-hmm. with the, with the sports, you know, that's his, that's his niche. He loves sports, but he's also inquisitive and he, in, 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 in speaking, you know what I'm saying? And Chloe is too. Chloe was um, like our business and um, business tech and health yeah. expert on the show, mm-hmm. but she was bringing the pain as well. And me, I was just pretty much the problematic antagonizing one i'm not gonna lie i was the one that was just opening cans of whoop ass and you know and just letting the ruga spray and just going all out <laughs> you know just wilding yeah. out but um yeah no we're definitely you know that type of show that um that type of platform excuse me you know what i'm saying podcast that um you know we shoot the shits you know we speak on the rail um sometimes it's comical sometimes it's not you know what i'm saying um it, i guess you know we're kind of like that um Someone, what do I want to say? Uh, that good feel, yeah. get away from the fuck shit podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, you know, that that's what it is with us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then also, too, I have another podcast as well. Um, it's called Perseverance is Real. You know, it's off my mm-hmm. model. Um, it's more of a self-motivating uh, narrative type of podcast. So it's like I kind of take you know, my, um, listeners and my, and my fan base and, uh, and new fan bases as well mm-hmm. to a better understanding of who I am and what I've been through throughout my entertainment career. So, you yeah, know, yeah. hopefully whoever listens to it, you know, you take in, you know, what was happening, you know what I'm saying? You take in or you take bit, bits and pieces like, okay, I see what he did to handle it. Maybe I can handle it this way in my, in my, path you know that is just, that's just basically what it is so it's more like like i said self-improving inspiring narrative type of podcast yeah you know uh, it, it came out uh this week no it came out last week it came out june 1st so mm-hmm. it was already out um june 1st and um you know it's on spot right now it's on spotify and anchor right now mm-hmm. and then the remo Marac is on all major platforms which is crazy uh Anchor, Spotify, Apple, uh, um, Radio Public. Uh, is it radio? Yeah, Radio Public, yeah, yeah. Stitcher, Breaker. Um, 
I forgot. There's another one. I just got the email on that. It's <laughs> on another one too. Right, so, right. Know, it's a blessing and a half, man. I, I definitely love this podcast life, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. What's something about you that people don't normally know about you? And it's kind of, I know that's kind of hard a question for someone who's been kind of a public person for so long. So what's right. kind of something that, um, uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, the Funko Pops, I mean, you <laughs> know, I've been publicly saying it, but people don't know that is actually one of my growing hobbies, believe it or not. Um, yeah. What else? The opera music, classical music. Do people don't know that about me? I mean, per- people personally do, but as far as <laughs> public eye, they don't know that about me. Um, wait, 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 like what? What about opera music? Like, um, you like listen to it? You sing it? Yeah, like, like I, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. As far as like listening to it, yeah, my fool about that. Yeah, you definitely a thousand percent correct. That was very broad. <laughs> um, no, listening to it, you know what I'm saying? Um, there's times in my editing I listen to it. Yeah, when I edit. Yeah, it's certain things that I listen to while editing and stuff like that. Um, what else? Oh, I'm a big, huge uh, Shelby 1967 Mustang fan. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? like I just got, I know, I just got, even though from Gone to 60 Seconds, but I just still, <laughs> it's still like a fascination for it. Um, that's pretty much it to a degree. I mean, there's nothing. Mm. Because there's nothing really I hide. I'm I'm very transparent. So yeah, yeah. You know, nothing really too much I hide. Mm. And then um, kind of through your story and everything, and kind of where you're at now, what advice do you have for other entertainers or media personalities that are starting out trying to get somewhere? Oh man! First and foremost, understand the business. That's very first. Understand the business tremendously understand the business second you know definitely make sure you love to do this and want to do this you know don't feel like you need to be in this industry you don't need to be here (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna keep it above i'm I'm just saying that you don't need to be here if there's Mm -hmm. a need for you to be here then you're just adding on to the problem that many are complaining about when it comes to the industry and the culture and everything like that. Like you don't need to be here, you know, make sure you want to do this, you know, and make sure you separate your needs and your wants. You know what I'm saying? And, um, third, honestly, consistency, make sure what you do is consistent. You know, if you, if you're one that you posting 10 episodes a week, you know, keep it 10 episodes a week. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, I'm just saying, work. I'm just, I'm just putting that number out there. I right, mean, right, right. mathematically, you can't really put ten episodes. If you do, then you're a beast. But right. um, no, um, yeah, you know, ten episodes a week or whatever. You know, what I'm saying, if you do that, you know, make sure you keep your consistency. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's just key. That I'll keep it a buck, and I always say this in my interviews. I mean, despite what I do, and I'm not gonna lie, my numbers have are low, but consistently, you know, networking and consistently building the bonds and relationships keeps me afloat out there with people. You know what I'm saying? And then also too, the way I conduct my, my business when I have people on my platforms or when I film for them, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just of that, you know what I'm saying? Being that I've been around that orient and been around that environment, you know, with the acting, 
you know what I'm saying? I, I just take those same things that I've seen and it was embraced by and, and incorporated into my brand and what I do. Definitely. Yes. Uh, so since there's no good transition into this part of the interview, uh, okay. so let's just jump into it. Uh, jump into it. What is the role of spirituality or religion in your life? Ooh, <laughs> you went there. I, I'm going to say this. I'm not going to lie. I'm still re- a rebellious soul with that because of what I th- went through in my past life, as far as like as a youngin, you know, getting being told, oh, if you don't go to church, mm-hmm. like youngin, like around teenage years, you know, so I used to get scolded for that. Like, oh, if you're not going to church. Oh, you're going to end up like, and I just never believed in it. So I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm not heavily a religious person. I mean, there's certain scriptures mm-hmm. that I take, you know, especially one with Proverbs 12. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, it's he, he, I think it's he who doesn't take the information is considered die stupid. Hmm. I, I believe, I believe that's <laughs> what it is. I may be right. I may be wrong on that. Mm-hmm. You know, whoever is listening of your fan base, you have every right to correct me if so, but I, I, is, I know of that scripture. That's kind of the <laughs> main idea of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not really too religious, but as far as spirituality, I'm a heavy, firm believer of karma. Mm. You know, I'm a heavy, firm believer of what you put into the universe, of the good that you put in. Majority of that comes out. And yeah. whatever bad you put in, the majority of that comes out as well. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that people that have done bad date, you know, things haven't happened in them, but still all in all, evidently or eventually, you know what I'm saying, it gets to that point. So, you know, I'm not I'm not one to like get at somebody if okay, if you're a Christian mm-hmm. and I'm Catholic, you know what I'm saying? I'm not getting at you for that. I don't have time for that. That's that yeah. to me is a waste of energy and also it adds on to too much confusion. And I feel within society for years, eons. You know, that's been one of the main components of confusion mm-hmm. with yeah. religion. You know, what no, I'm saying? spirituality, spirituality, spirituality. I mean, you know, it's, it's within what you feel. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? If, if it's within what you feel. So that I'll never be in question of. But when it comes to religion, I, I am heavily because, like I said, you know, we could go with the argument of it, if it's man made and all that stuff is mm-hmm. divine and all that. But at the end of the day, it's always been one of the main components in society that confuses people tremendously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? No, and, uh, I feel that. I mean, I'm, I'm not religious at all. And so it's like, I, I like asking the question just cause it always gets into, um, uh, kind of how you grow, grew up with it too. So, right. um, so kind of with that, and, or I guess on top of that, uh, what is your definition of God? Oh, <laughs> right wow. Oof. Um, we go deep here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what's up. No, and that's the name of the show, Bit Death. I, I, that's the name of the show. Hey, listen, if that wasn't the case, then I wouldn't reply back. That's <laughs> for the show. You know what I'm saying? Um, ooh, I went deep. All right, I'm gonna right, try to answer that as best as I can because, unfortunately, the society that we're in now, the era that we're in now, I don't want. Want them to research, you know, five years later, <laughs> 10 years later. Oh, you said God was this. And I'm like, no, that's not what I said of God. No, it's <laughs> not what I meant. But, you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to apologize for it. But here's where I'm going to go with it. I feel it's a being or it's an individual 
to whom you believe will guide you to a better life. I don't know if that kind of makes sense. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? It's been, it, it depends. I mean, you know what I'm saying? There's many, there's many sectors of people that have different types of gods. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We, uh, it, it's just unfortunate in society we go against each other and go, oh, no, your God is not the God of my God. And I'm, and, and it's, it's just mm. weird to me. You know, that's why I never really dive into religion like that because, right. you know, there's so many religions that that have their version of a God and they feel it oversees, you know, that other version of God, which, which is like kind of weird to me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? In a sense. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's my best answer to it. I mean, right, I don't right. know who's listening <laughs> in. I don't want you to be like, oh, my God. Well, he's the antichrist. He doesn't care about God. No, that's not what it is. It no, is no, I mean, I, I don't believe in God, so there's nothing that you can say or do to offend me. So it's you're all good. <laughs> oh yeah, hey man, hey, no, I'm just saying because hey, listen, like I said, man, it's the temperature of the society we're right. in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like I, I I hate to say it, but it just feels like a butt hurt sensitive society. I just can't. Not, maybe I'm showing my age, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. It's just it's just certain shit. It's just like all right, certain shit doesn't need to be questioned all the time. That's just me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like even with the entertainers that were getting questioned about what they wrote ten years ago. I mean, if you ha- you would have to be like uh, I don't know, you would have to be like a hermit under many rocks to not understand that somebody's going to evolve mm-hmm. from what they last said. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you played with Plato at five years old. Mm-hmm. You're not really mm-hmm. going to play with Plato now as an adult. I mean, unless it's a hobby, then cool, but it's not detrimental mm-hmm. to, you know, that person's growth, you know? Yeah. So I was 10 years stupid or 10 years ago, man. <laughs> no, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Same here. No, you know what I'm saying? Shit. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, who, like, even me, like, I would never think. I would be an educator in education, you know, not to say I was a badass in school, but as far as like sarcastic and, and class clownish, but still did my work. Mm. Like you know, a lot of my friends, you know, they're like, shit, I didn't think you'd be fucking education. <laughs> 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 you no, know, but you know, even though, you know, based on my mom, you know, being an educator, being a professor and stuff like that, you know, and then, you know, family and law enforcement. So it was really kind of like a wavering, like, all right, mm, Mm. It might be either or, you know what I'm saying? But, um, right. you know, I never really thought I'd be in education. Sure. <laughs> um, and kind of with that thought, like of, uh, you kind of have to guide people in, in education. So, uh, a question I do normally ask is, uh, how do you determine what good behavior is? Oh, that's, oh man, you coming <laughs> with it today. Damn. Um, I'll say this, man. Um, you determine good behavior for me. The way I determine good behavior is based on their ability to bounce back out of challenges. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I mean, we all could like be perfect and you know stand straight and not do anything. But then again, let's say if something challenging happens to you, you know what I'm saying? How do you bounce back from it? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you how do you not do something bad back or how do you, do, uh, you know, what's the word I want to use? Oh, my God. Uh, why is my brain slipping this morning? That's not good. <laughs> um, how do you like stare away from it? Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? That's all I judge people, even with my students. You know what I mean? That's why I teach my students a lot. Like I tell them, teach them things about, you know, there's gonna be certain things in society that's gonna happen with you. This is how you gotta get away from it. This is how you stare away from it. This is how you challenge it head on. You know, there's certain things of that. So that that for me, that's how I challenge it. Because like I said, you could be perfect all you want, but then, you know, you slip up and bad and do something bad. You know, how do you bounce back from it? That's the best, that's the best way I do it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then given the way that the world is right now, how do we reduce the division that is? Oh man, we're going to, all right, we're going to, we are going to get deep with that. So let's go for it. As of late, you know, I've been really preaching to my people, you know, I, I don't mean to separate at this moment in time, but um, I've been preaching to my people about, you know, we have to be more critical thinkers versus, emotionally with our hearts you know right now you know things with our heart and emotion are tremendously at stake and being triggered and tested at an all-time high and i'll say for me one thing that helped me separate the mind from the heart you know um definitely is um the willie lynch letter you know what i'm saying like um and the reason why i'm mentioning of that is because 15 years ago, as I took Caribbean history, you know, mm. that was one of the lessons was to break that letter down, mm. you know, break it down as far as what you understand of it, the history of it. Why right. did he do it? Why did he use it in the Caribbean? So, so what is that for? No. So pretty much the Willie Lynch letter. No, right. <laughs> so the Willie Lynch letter, basically, Willie Lynch was a, a slave master and a, um, what's the word? explore from the european mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and he was he came to the caribbean mm. he was one of the few but even before columbus if, I, if not, i'm not mistaken that um came to the caribbean and really changed the culture and with the slavery in the caribbean you know what i'm saying so there was a letter that he put out before he came to the u.s mm. he came before he came to the u.s a letter he wrote he wrote to somebody in virginia a slave master in virginia and basically it was a letter stating ways of control mm -hmm. of the slaves and especially, you know, the black slaves, you sure. know what I'm saying? It was ways of how to separate them by age, sex, color, um, religion. I've, I forgot the other, there's, there's three more, mm -hmm. but basically what it was, was he told them how to make them distrust one another as well as, um, uh, as well as um, erase their adulation for one another and respect mm. for one another. You know what I'm saying? And it was, it was, it was, yo, it hit me. Like, even mm. though my mother had it in the house, but I didn't internalize it until I took the class. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. In the course. And ever since then, yeah. like in the last 15 years, that's why I've been like focusing on, you know what I'm saying? And even now you can see it now with the way, you know, media likes to sway things. And then even though we are part of media as far as podcasters, but it's a different, it's a difference with the mainstream. Like the mainstream media swaying things tremendously crazy. And and I and I want people to understand, I'm not saying that racism is not real. I'm not saying that police brutality is not real. I am not stating that whatsoever or the injustices. What I'm stating is what is displayed for us to separate us even more. Just as I stated before, when you asked me about the religion question, 
that's another comp- just as the other components of separation with confusion is it's, it's it's of that component you know yeah yeah no and and we can really see how the effects of even something like that of like here's the structure of control and yeah we we're seeing it every day man um and so kind of with that uh how do you live with or even against the selfishness that is kind of so pervasive in american culture today i'll i'll say this you know you have to work you work on yourself to understand what's around your environment you know what i'm saying i feel a i feel a good amount of people in society have a weird like entitlement way like it's like all right if you pay taxes then that should happen regardless right mm-hmm. but the thing is that's not really what it is you know I mean we we all pay taxes but then there's no real change after what you paid so what do you do next after that you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. how do you follow up i feel like any i feel like a lot of people just get caught up in that like okay like especially now in this era you know what I'm saying? Because the way the apps and technology has made it, okay, swipe, and it, it happens. It's like, no, that's not really what it is. You still have to follow up. You know what I'm saying? Just because you pay your taxes here doesn't mean that a change should happen off of what you pay your taxes. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? You, if there's no follow-up of it, after what you do, then how, do, how can one expect change? Right. Period. Yeah. Um. Do you believe that humans are evil by nature? Yes and no. I I believe it's it's you know especially with racism, you know racism is a taught you know behavior. Period. You know what I'm saying? There's no oh you're born a certain way hating a certain creed of and I don't care what the DNA of your parents are. You know what I'm saying? You're not hating you know things. If that's the case, then you would hate. If your mom hated Skittles, you know what I'm saying? Or your mom hated, uh, if your mom hated Skittles and your dad hated Starburst, does that mean that you're going to, when you're born and you're created, you're going to hate candy? Mm. No, it's, right. it's taught. It's a taught baby. And also, too, with this whole thing with society wanting um, like racism to be um, legally as a mental disease. I, like for me, I, I'm, I'm gonna keep it a buck, and people may hate what I'm about to say. That is going to add in more confusion than fucking ever, okay? And also too, and I hate to go conspiracy theory on it. That's gonna that's gonna leave more room for underlying bullshit that's not needed to go under that disease. If you get where I'm coming from with that, so it's like, no, like I think it, it needs to be understood or we should want to understand that it's a learned behavior. You know, I don't care what the scientists say, oh, so scientifically you can naturally be born. That's dumb. That's that's like, yo, uh, to be honest, think about that. That's like the dumbest ideology mm-hmm. off, the, off the rip. That's the dumbest ideology. <laughs> that's the most ignorant ideology to, to really think that you can be born a racist. Mm-hmm. Now, you could be taught that or the environment around you absorbs that. 
but that's not that's not a natural thing. That's just straight up you're being taught. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's enforcing that into you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially from from youth. You know what I'm saying? If you're from youth told, oh, don't don't like black people, they hate black people. Or I'm taught, if my parents taught me, I right, don't like white people at all. Hate them, hate them, hate them, hate them. And it's constantly, mm-hmm. or any of race, outside any race, it's taught, it's taught. It's a taught thing. Now, if you want to have a crime or put a law against teaching them, but then again, going back to that, it's going to add on to more confusion. How would you, how would you gauge that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How would you gauge that enough to say to make that a law, or even for that matter, to make it a legalized disease? Which, which we, like I said, if you make it a legalized disease, that's going to bring in tremendous room of more fuck shit as far mm-hmm. as like fuck shit medicines and like <laughs> what medicine is going to curb somebody's mental thought of racism? Like, how does that work? You know, are you going to stabilize the brain? Like, oh, off their thought, uh, you know what I'm saying? Or is it going to curb them? You know what I mean? It's going to curb them from saying, you know, it, nah, you know what I'm saying? And that's the thing in this society right now. We have to end this wanting of room for confusion. Like, we have to stop it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop it at all costs, nip it in the bud, anything possible. You just got to stop. It. Yeah. So then, of course, I always kind of go into the the, the deep, like, negativity. But then here's here's some deeper positivity. What makes you optimistic about our future? What makes me optimistic is the youth. The youth are speaking at a whole different frequency. Um, I feel my people of, I think we're Generation X. Mm -hmm. I believe we're Generation X. Uh, I think 1980s, 80s and after, I believe is Generation X and Millennials, by the way. Mm -hmm. Or I I believe Millennials is 1981 or 1982. I'm not Mm -hmm. too sure, but we are of the same um, genre or origin of people of that generation. Mm -hmm. We have to be the ones to guide after us of the new energy. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And I feel once that once we could we collectively do it and as well as consistently do it, see things can change. You know, I'm all, and, and also too, you have to be optimistic always. You know, if you keep living in fear, keep living in doubt, then thus you, you're just gonna have this. You're gonna have horse goggles. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you're optimistic and you don't have the horse goggles, then you know you expand, you expand your mind, you research more, you you you're intuitive, your vision is better, your your uh, your peripheral is better. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then from here, it's the thinking, and that and that and that too. We just got to do more thinking, more thinking. You know, I know it's been it's been like promoted heart and care and empathy. I understand all that, but. Critical thinking is very key, man. Yeah. And it saves you out of a lot of shit, believe it or not. <laughs> it does. No, seriously. It really does. It really does. Yeah. Um, and then kind of going further from that, just uh what makes you content? Um, well, I'll I'll say this. It is for me, content because content is is a broad word. So you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There's different varies of what a person could be content of. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I it, it's really based on, on like the facts, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Of what I research are the facts to be content of a situation or 
me studying pattern because that's what I've done as a late. Even being in media, you you pick up that sense of like studying patterns and studying mm-hmm. like flows of situations and not always going off the one story. It's always it's two sides or many multiple sides of a story. You know what I'm saying? Before you can make your conclusion, mm-hmm. so that's how it is for me off the rip as far as like content. Like I really don't try to be of the assuming or assumptions. You know what I'm saying? I really try to limit that you know, co-heartedly because that blocks your vision. And also, and emotionally too, like I try not to be as emotional in things that I, that I have to see in front of me. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that I don't have empathy or I don't have care, but I don't allow that to oversee this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have to be one to separate the two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, when will you be satisfied? <laughs> That's a good question. Yo, you are, wow, man. You are, yo, you are like, wow. Vid Depp is really of the name of his brand. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, woo. Damn, because see, satisfied, see, that's another broad word. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I've been preaching that as a late, you know, with this whole, everything that's going on, like, you know, broad words don't have a, a definitive value. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it's a broad word. And then also, too, it varies amongst individuals mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so um i think for me you know i ain't gonna lie having a child is one you know shockingly i don't have one but having a child is one um two you know that i inspired as much as i could mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um three I mean, a society base, um, just consistently just would want society to just be more understanding, you know, um, for, um, wealthy, wealthy enough for overall happiness, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, five, uh, probably, you know, uh, finally travel all the places in the world that I wanted to. Yeah. That's, the, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's different than traveling the whole world. I mean, you could, if you want to, if you found that time to, but traveling the places that I wanted to so far, I'm, I'm kind of getting there. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, hopefully when these things lifted, everything's <laughs> lifted, you know what I'm saying? Right. I, I could, I can definitely accomplish that feat. <laughs> um, and then two more questions. Uh, yeah. What advice do you have for people in general? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, no. Hey, listen, man. Um, perseverance is real. Um, I came up with um, this quest- these two questions now. Um, shout out to my mom. She, she uh, helped me out with it during a conversation. So she made a hotline, and I'm making a hot song. <laughs> um, it's pretty much, what is your conviction and what is your commitment? You know, I think that helps out. That helped me out tremendously. <laughs> you know, I added it on with perseverance as well. I was like, yo, I've been pushing it. <laughs> like, you know, um, also to just, you know, be in tune with yourself. There's nothing selfish with that. Yeah. I think, you know, it's been propagated and it's been promoted in society that, oh, if you think of yourself, that's selfish. It's not really. You know, I, I think a lot of us, we, we, we stop doing that. 
you know what I'm saying? We, we've been appeasers. And I've been victim of it too. I'm not going to lie. I was appeasing until, you know, it took a, a real horrible situation to make me not appease, mm-hmm. you know, and start working on myself and the self-love, you know, and, and also too, and just really do your best to, to bring um, value for those after you, you know, the generations after you, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you have a family, make sure, you know, besides wealth, financial wealth, just make sure there's some value for them to live off of. So that way they can prosper better in life. Yeah, definitely. Um, And last question, potentially the most important one, cake or pie? Wait, say it again. Cake or pie? Cake or pie? Cake or pie. <laughs> Cake or pie. Ooh. Cake or pie. Uh, oh, damn. Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> is that, well, all right. If, all right, if it's as far as what? Right. <laughs> as like, far as of life? Of life? Because <laughs> that, can, that can be taken many ways. Is right, that right. of life? Because well, sometimes people a preference or is a preference of the food choice or what would you like sliced out of that? You know I mean, well, there's many ways to go about that. It's, it's definitely food choice, but like sometimes, sometimes people go, "Oh, like if I pick one of these, can I never have the other one?" And I think that's probably like taking a little a little too heavily. But no, right, no, right. But, but that's what I was asking. But that's really what I was asking. I mean, preference. If it's food, if food preference. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I am a cake guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a cake guy. I'll, I'll just keep it a buck. But yeah. that's the reason why I asked because because it had many entendres to it. So I, that's why I asked. I was like, oh, I don't know. All right. If it's food wise, definitely cake. Add on to that. What is the best cake in your opinion? Oh man! Oh, you went there, bro. <laughs> oh. For me. Mm. It's carrot cake, but the vanilla, it has to be a certain vanilla icing. All right. It has yeah. to be like that, that rich, <laughs> yet smooth, like icing on, on carrot cake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It can't, it can't be that. It can't be that, that, that flimsy, whimsy nonsense. I hate that crap. <laughs> I hate that garbage. Because it, it ruins, because you understand. All right. So when you're eating it, right, it ruins the cake itself. Because mm-hmm. once you touch the tip, it's like, oh, man. Oh. And then you got to <laughs> scrape it. Then you got to scrape it off. <laughs> and then now you have the cake itself. It's like, oh, come on. What are you doing? What are you doing, bakery? What are you doing? <laughs> Someone get this man a good carrot cake. Yeah, right. Give uh, me a good carrot <laughs> cake. Right. You want you want me to be nice? You want me to do nice things? Or, 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 or next guest appearance thereof, just get me a nice carrot cake and i'm fine make sure it's in my dressing room and i'm fine all right <laughs> with milk with some good milk <laughs> remo thank you so much for doing this with me oh nah man listen man i appreciate you man yo you amazing amazing platform i <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i i realized the name bit depth so i was like all right mm, i don't know where to go with this but you know it was it, it was dope overall man it's definitely i had amazing fun here yeah. You know, tremendous kudos to you and <laughs> your and your endeavors with this. You know, I you know, wholeheartedly have no problem supporting you. You know what I'm saying? Thanks, and definitely, man. you know, I, I really hope in podcast land, <laughs> you know, they really 
take heed of your contribution. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thanks, man. Uh, where can we find you and your stuff? Oh, man. Um, so on Instagram and Twitter, you can follow me at Remo Marak. That's R-E-E-M-O Marak, M-E-E-R-A-K, all in one word, no dots and underscores and all that stuff. And also, too, go to my own website, RemoMarak.com. That's where you'll see all the Remo Cuts content. Also, the podcast, The Remo Marak, is up there, as well as you could, uh, for Perseverance is Real. I'm actually um, going to be dropping chapter two of Perseverance is Real this week. Cool. Yeah. Definitely check it out on Spotify. The Remo Marak, you know, uh, the podcast, The Remo Marak. Catch it on all streaming channels, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Radio Public. Oh, my God. So many of them. But <laughs> but but if the best way, here's the best way I can say you can do it also. Um, if you go to Google put in the Remo Marat, it'll pop up all the, all the channels. And then from mm-hmm. there, boom, or on my Instagram, click the link in my bio on Remo, uh, and, uh, Remo Marac, uh, Instagram and the Instagram of the Remo Marac as well. You know what I'm saying? Definitely click the link and boom, it goes right there. To yeah. To the show. Sweet. Yeah, man. Um, yes. Yeah. So thank you for doing that. I'm Santiago Ramones. Yes, and you already know when the high go, it's the Ruga Sprayer, the Remo Marac. <laughs> you can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music. I have a new album coming out on August 8th. It is called Bloom. It will be streaming everywhere, but if you pay $10 on Bandcamp, you get some bonus content with it. Bloom, August 8th. There's the stuff that I do with Power Cycle. We have an album out called Too Many Damn Cables. It is experimental electronic music. That album is completely improvised. We did not plan any of it. So that's some of the neat stuff with that. And you can find this podcast anywhere that you listen to great podcasts. And you can leave comments and reviews wherever it is that you want to leave those comments and reviews. I always end the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong. 